Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. G.I. Richmond, WTPS, Petersburg. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. 8.20 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on the NFL Network. Thursday night football in Jacksonville. Jaguars hosting the Tennessee Titans. Titans are 1-1 one one on the season. Jacksonville is 0-2. Titans are right now a point-and-a-half favorite on the road. Gardner Minshew getting the start at quarterback for Jacksonville. And he talks about his first Thursday night game. I don't, I don't think so. Um, this, is, this is a quick turnaround, man. But um, we got a lot of guys here that have done it. And, um, you know, I'm kind of banking on their experience to uh, get ready. Meanwhile, Cam Newton did not participate in practice for the Carolina Panthers yet again. He has a hurt foot, the same one he injured in the preseason. With him out, which could potentially happen for Sunday's game against the Cardinals, Kyle Allen or Will Greer would get the start. Reports say that Jalen Ramsey, well, he is going to play tonight for Jacksonville if he is traded before Sunday. He cannot play Thursday and then Sunday for another team. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, apparently emerging as a potential landing spot for the disgruntled Pro Bowler. Major League Baseball, lots of afternoon action. It all begins in 10 minutes. First pitch, Atlanta hosting Philadelphia. Seattle's on the road at Pittsburgh. San Francisco is in Boston. West Coast afternoon action, Milwaukee is home for San Diego. Good matchup in the National League Central. The St. Louis Cardinals are at the Chicago Cubs. Cubs are 82-70 and 70 on the season. St. Louis is 85-67. and 67. Even with a seventh place showing in the FIBA World Cup in China, USA Basketball has thankfully kept its number one spot in the FIBA World Men's Ranking. It also, of course, takes into consideration the last nine years of success as well. I'm Dan Schwartzman. This is NBC Sports Radio and... Make sure to download the NBC Sports Scores app. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's lunchtime at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. And it's time for Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. English takes the snap, takes the read. He'll keep it over the left side to the five. Down to the goal line. Powers his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Spiders. Over the left side as English collides with Bennett at the goal line and plows his way in. And Richmond's on the board at 14-6 now. Well, a huge answer for so many reasons for the Spiders looking up and finding themselves down by two scores to be able to bounce back and, and put those points on the board. Now let's go live to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Huseman. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. It is a bye week for Spider football, but there is no bye week for Spider talk with head coach Russ Huseman. We are with you each and every Thursday at lunchtime, as we promised throughout the college football season. So we are here today to talk some Spider football, and we will be back next week as well when the Spiders get set for their game at Fordham a week from Saturday. So we thank you for joining us this afternoon. Those of you here at Buzz and Ned's Barbecue, hope you're enjoying lunch and hope you'll enjoy our college football and spider talk as well. We've got a couple of very special guests coming up for you. We do this as a tradition in the bye week. We kind of give the players the week off from coming out here as much as they enjoy it. And we'd like to introduce you to a couple of assistant coaches, and we're going to do that with a couple of the new guys on Coach Huseman's staff. Brandon Lacey, our defensive line coach, and Julius McNair, our running backs coach, have just come into Buzz and Ned's, and they'll join us in the middle segments here and enjoy lunch with us at Buzz and Ned's as well. We hope you'll be a part of the program as well. You heard the text number, 638- 
888-978-9508. You can email us at spidertalk at richmond.edu and on Twitter at spidervoice at ESPN Richmond at Spider Football. Coach, how are you today? Uh, doing good. Good practice this morning. It made me feel better. Uh, good energy. Uh, got a lot done. Uh, you know, working on us. So, I mean, we, we had a really good practice and felt good about it. Well, let's start there because I was going to anyway. With your practice schedule the way it is, we can talk about practice for today that's already been done and in real time. Today was the first day back, right, after, for the most part, after Elon game a couple days off, a little conditioning yesterday. But from a football perspective, what were you trying to accomplish out there the first day you had everybody back today? Well, just to get us better. I mean, we, we you know, Put in a lot more individual time on the schedule. Sometimes when you get in the season, you you, you you cut back and you find ways to cut back. And sometimes it's the individual periods, you know, at the beginning of practice. And, and we added more periods to, to get more individual work. Uh, we went uh, offense versus defense the whole day. You know, so it was our offense versus our defense. And, and we did a perimeter drill. And, I mean, just a lot of things where we were blocking, getting off of blocks, uh, you know, so we, we got a chance, you know, when you get a bye week, you get a chance to kind of go back and, and, and fix some things. And, and the bye week's obviously coming at a great time for us. Um, we, um, not because of injuries, not getting people healthy, but because, you know, we needed to work on ourselves a little bit and, and, and get our psyche back. And uh, so, you know, it was a great start today. I mean, yesterday they ran and lifted and with, with Coach Branks and then today, this morning, great start, and, and we have another uh, good day tomorrow morning, hopefully, and uh, and then get and then start on Fordham. All right, I'm going to take a few minutes and ask you questions to start the show today from our audience because okay. they all kind of relate to what you were just talking about, and quite frankly, they relate to the Elon game, um, as dismaying as that may be, but to talk about it, and you met him head on in the post-game press conference and radio interview and that sort of thing and this is kind of a T theme to this all of these uh, actually start with the letter T I don't know why that dawned on me but it did uh, tackling would be number one obviously there were missed tackles in that Elon game in the middle of the season how do you practice tackling well you know sometimes you uh, the problem you get into is you you want to get your players to Saturday and 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 that's there's a fine line between all right how physical how much tackling do you do and then to get them to game day and and we're not you know we're thin uh we got enough good players we can line up 11 on both sides of the ball and feel good about defending and and playing offense but you know sometimes you know you, you got guys where you you say you know we can't get a nick here we can't lose a guy here and and with the open week you know we went back and and you know, a lot of times, and I blow the whistle during team, you know, it's a quick whistle and to keep people, you know, healthy. And, you know, we made the decision today it wasn't going to be a quick whistle. We were going to, we were going to thud them up pretty good. And, um, and so, you know, you, you go back and, and I know it's, it's, it's back to angles. I know the defensive guys, you know, went back to pursuit drill where we're taking proper angles on the ball carrier. And a lot of us, you know, the first third and five, you know, that they got, they converted, and we had two guys standing there. And, you know, our inside linebacker, you know, if he just takes a proper angle and path, you know, the guy's got nowhere to go. And, and he kind of overruns. It gets to the far leg and cuts back across, and it's a first down. And, you know, we're off the field there. So, you know, we'll, we'll start working on angles. We'll start, uh, you know, continue to, um, you know, slow the whistle down a little bit, let them thud them up, and, um, and hopefully we stay healthy. So what did you see today when you did that, when you slowed the whistle down, when you encouraged with what you were seeing from the tackling perspective? Uh, yeah, I mean, we thudded them up more than we normally do. And, 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 you know, normally what you do is you thud and let them go so the ball carrier can keep going. And, and you know, we're trying to hang on to them a little bit longer until the, until the whistle blows. And, um, I, you know, again, I just watched it this morning after practice, and, and, and we looked pretty crisp, and we looked like we were taking pretty good angles. All right, you alluded to the next T, and that's third down. I think Elon converted its first nine third down conversions, couldn't get the defense off of the field. How telling a stat was that from the Elon game? Well, we, um, very telling, uh, and, and you and I were talking about it. And, you know, out of those, I think they're 12 of 16, out of those 16 third downs, 
there were seven of them that should have been stops, legit stops, without saying we're making miraculous plays, whether it's penalties. And, and again, that's that's coaching, that's players, that's everybody. I mean, we can't have the penalties that we had to keep drives alive. I mean, Elon's good enough. They got a great quarterback, great wideouts. You know, they're good enough. If you start giving them four downs, you got some issues here. And, and you know, we had opportunities to get off the field multiple times on third down with penalties. We had opportunities to get off the field if we just, you know, get them on the ground. Uh, you know, Dave's cheeked the one third down. Uh, you know, he's not even that athletic. And, you know, and he kind of jukes us and gets a first down when, when you know, we got him off the field. And uh, so, I mean, there were, there were probably seven times. You know, if, if let's just say you win five of those seven. You know, now all of a sudden it, they're still, you know, batting, you know, probably 50%, which isn't great, obviously. Right. But, you know, we get off the field on four other occasions and, and um, get our offense the ball. So, uh, we got to do way better. And we actually pr- practiced third down today, both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. All right, which leads me to the next T, and that's turnovers. And it's something you've talked about since the summertime, really since the end of last year, that you got to reverse – that turnover number, and I would ask you to speak of it, not necessarily from the offensive perspective of turning the ball over, but the defensive perspective of getting some picks Correct. and getting some fumbles and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're not we're not creating turnovers defensively, and uh, you know that's one thing we work on a lot. You know, we we do takeaway, and and every almost every day it's a takeaway circuit, and and trying to get the ball out. Um, you know, we uh, we threw the one interception when we threw it back across our body, and that's a cardinal sin, and we don't let our guys do that. Um, and then the other fumble was, you know, when, you know, Milan was going down, and that's when these fumbles get caused. On the kickoff, right? On the yeah. kickoff, and, you know, as they're going down, you know, they just – people are ripping it out as they're going down, and that's kind of what happened to him. And, uh, you know, but – we we do have to create more turnovers uh, defensively, and uh, and you know hopefully hopefully we'll get some picks and some fumbles, and uh, you know starting next week. All right, and I'm going to end this segment on a lighter question. What was nope. the last T? I'm getting to it. That's okay. the last one. I'm, I'm bringing the last one up. This is okay. the lighter one here. You put your pad away. I, I thought you were skipping I it. got it in my head. Okay. I got this one in my head because uh, this one's a little bit lighter, and we'll end it on that note, and then we'll bring uh, Coach Lacey and Coach McNair up here after the break. T-shirts. Who are the guys on the sideline wearing the red T-shirts Saturday that one of our fans saw? I'm assuming maybe that was our true freshman that we weren't playing. Yeah, the, here's what we do: we dress anybody that that um, we don't dress everybody because you know it just it puts such a burden on the, our equipment staff and 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 all that. So what we do is anybody that potentially could play in the game. So if it was a freshman that may be starting their four game rule. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that's that's already used a red shirt year, all those people will dress. The guys that won't dress are the ones that we've made a decision that they're not – it was freshmen, they're not starting their four-game time to play, or, you know, some injured guys, obviously, in those red jersey – I mean, those red T-shirts are the, part of their travel suit, and that's what they wear down there. And that can change from week to week, right, with your freshmen. I mean, you're making will, different yeah. choices depending who's played for and who's not. That kind of started last year, right? Yeah, like uh, Tom Elia um, – you know, we dressed him for this game, and the previous two games we didn't dress him. And whether we were going to play him or not was going to be based on our health. You know, we had Tim uh, did not practice, Tim Coleman did not practice, and Joe Moore did not. And we thought we wouldn't have either one of those guys. So at that point in time, we said, "All right, dress. You know, dress these guys, these offensive linemen, and if we need them, you know, at least we know we'll use one of their games there." So it was. Uh, you know, it was it was pretty scary. I mean, we didn't get a whole lot of practice time with a couple offensive linemen, and then Foster Singleton's been out. Uh, so, uh, you know, you know, we dressed those guys with, and then when when Tim and and Joe were able to go, then we didn't play them, so we can save you know that time that the time to play late to a, to a later date. But you could dress as many of them as you wanted to if you we so could dress. Desired. We could dress them all, yeah, yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah. All right. Bill, I hope that answers your question on T-shirts and Ben and John and everybody else who asked one of those T questions. There's your answers in the first segment today. Let's take a timeout, 
And when we come back, Coach McNair and Coach Lacey will join us. It's Spider Talk live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on West Broad Street and ESPN Richmond. This is the Spider Sports Network. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. This NASCAR update is brought to you by Virginia Urology Online at URO.com. Week 1 of the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs is in the books following Martin Truex Jr.'s victory at Las Vegas Sunday night. He led 32 of the race's 267 laps, earning 6 playoff points and ensuring him a spot in the round of 12. After his win at the Brickyard, Kevin Harvick also posted a strong finish. He led 47 laps to come in second. This week, all eyes will be on Richmond for the second race of the postseason. Action takes place all day Friday with the Federated Auto Parts 400 running Saturday night. This NASCAR update is brought to you by Virginia Urology. Prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in men. If you're over 40 and have a family history of prostate cancer or are African American, you're at higher risk. Virginia Urology knows certain stages of prostate cancer may not need surgery immediately and can be carefully and skillfully monitored over time, avoiding the risks of surgery. If you're told you need surgery and want a second opinion, come see Virginia Urology with offices in Prince George, Richmond, and Mechanicsville. Call Virginia Urology at 330-9105 or visit URO.com. That's URO.com. Hey, this is Tugach. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show, now on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Two receivers left, one to the right. Dykes on his left hip. Sangus in motion, left to right. Here's the snap, pump fake. Now looking deep downfield. Mancuso throwing deep. Got a man down there. Fuller behind the defense. Catch the 20, 10-5, touchdown. And there are no flags on this one as Mancuso strikes deep. Fuller a little stop and go down the right side. And that is his second touchdown catch now for Richmond. Makes it 28-13. Well, that's huge. That's exactly what the Spiders needed to start the second half. A big play, an early score. They didn't have to take a lot of time off the clock on a drive. They scored in the first three minutes of the half. And Fuller, who got his first at Boston College a week ago, finds pay dirt again here in the second half tonight. Going to talk a little bit more about Keiston Fuller and his speed here in a little bit, but I'm going to save that for the moment. Welcome back to Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond, Spider Sports Network. Bob Black with head coach Russ Huseman. This being the bye week, our tradition over the years on the bye week has been to introduce you to a couple of Spider assistant coaches, and we do that today. One of the things Russ talked about in the offseason was making changes to the program in an effort to get better and get Spider football back to where Coach and the rest of us want it. And he brought in several new coaches, and two of them are with us uh, today. That's running backs coach Julius McNair to my left and defensive line coach Brandon Lacey to Coach Huseman's immediate right. So we welcome uh, both coaches. And let's find out to start with uh, how you guys got drawn to Richmond and uh, how you became an assistant coach with the Richmond Spiders. Julius, I'll start with you. Well, uh, it was a crazy situation. Uh, I had a connection with Coach Satterfield, who was our uh, new receivers coach, and I was calling him. We kind of stayed in touch throughout the whole thing um, as he was also was looking for a job as well but, uh, before Coach Houston hired him. But um, he asked me, you know, would I be interested in the running back's job? And uh, what I kind of told him, of course, you know, I never say no to a new job. But uh got up here, got an opportunity to, coach, uh, to talk to Coach Durden, the offensive coordinator, and I was talk to Coach Houston a couple times and, uh, you know, I kind of played the waiting game. But once the decision was made and offered, uh, it was kind of hard to turn down. You know, being right down the road, it was um, not a far drive, not a, not a, a far transition, I'll say. So. You were two years at Hampton. Uh, what was that one. experience? 
one year at Hampton. What was that experience like for you there? Because Pirates had a pretty good season and did a really good job rushing the football. Well, it was an uh, interesting, interesting place once again, though. Um, <laughs> first time at HBCU, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, a great tradition, um, a great program as well. Uh, working with first-time head coach Robert Prunty. Um, great foot opportunity. Uh, it was it was good, though, being able to take over another room um, to see uh, and, 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 and kind of coordinate my job my techniques my teachings my my wordings my personality um and trying to transition to that room to see how those guys kind of comprehended to what i said and uh they took very well and like i said um kind of going through the same thing now with some injuries had a bunch of injuries there last year um had a walk-on guy and then a, a red shirt freshman that played um and we kind of rallied there at the last six games and we kind of rushed for um, a little bit over a thousand with a couple touchdowns and i'm um, looking forward to obviously going through that same transition with, uh, with xavier good all down and um, Mylon howard injury bug right now and then obviously got redshirt freshman dykes and um savon smith true freshman devin campbell uh, redshirt junior type deal so those guys they, they got to come along but um just just uh, it's, it's been good one more, and then I'll introduce uh, Brandon on the other side of the table. But you were a linebacker in college, right? That's true. So what do you see from a linebacker's eyes that help you be an effective running backs coach? Well, let's say I play quarterback as well. Okay. Um, and that a lot of people won't tell you that. It's an but, interesting combination. Well, I play safety as well, too. So, what um, did you play? Exactly. <laughs> but the thing that helped me, though, uh, understands the footwork from a linebacker standpoint and linebackers are to match running backs so having that i think i'll say expertise but the knowledge of that uh, and helping these guys understand what the linebackers want to meet you at or where the dbs want to meet you at then you kind of can play that game so one of the things well, coaching moment here one of the things i always tell my guys say you always want to take the first step um, because if you take the first step then you already beating that guy six inches to his spot and that's the thing the second part of that is you beat him with speed so that's kind of the, the the way i teach from a linebacker standpoint. Russ, what did you like about Julius as you got to, to know him and bring him into the Robin Center and into the Spider football program? Well, I, I, I thought he was really sharp. Um, you know, and, and, and it shows up. He had a lot of passion for the game. Uh, I did my homework on him, uh, just like everybody, and, and called a bunch of people and, and, uh, uh, and, and got nothing but positive things about him. Uh, so... Um, you know, I, I don't think there was any issue that I, I, we interviewed, I think, maybe three or four guys for the job. And, uh, you know, he came out on top and, and we're proud to have him. He's doing a, he's doing an excellent job. All right. On the other hand, our new defensive line coach, Brandon Lacey, had been at southeastern Louisiana for, what, a decade, right? Yeah, so, so unlike Julius had only been at the previous stop one year, you, you've been firmly entrenched down there at southeastern Louisiana. Why, why make the switch to Richmond? Well, anytime you get a chance to upgrade as a coach into a conference like the CAA, you know, you see it from afar being in the conference I was in. We, when I used to use as a recruiting tools, I'd say, yeah, we're the third best conference, and the other two conferences would be the CAA and another conference. You know, that's like the, the major power fives. Well, you got a chance to move up and come play at a school like Richmond, who I've seen from afar, and then get to work on the staff that Coach Huseman has and get to play in a conference like this. You take those opportunities. And so it was a great opportunity for me and my family to move up to a, a, a bigger stage, so to say, in FCS college football. As you were making the move, how much did you look and drill down even a little bit deeper at your position group? Because I think we've been saying since the summer that the deepest, most talented position group on this team is the position you coach. Yeah, I, I, my, I got probably the easiest job in terms of, uh, you know, we got really good leadership in our room. You know, we have uh, obviously Maurice Jackson, who's, who's our captain of our football team. But there's other guys that have done a really good job in terms of leadership, accountability. And my job is more to – Keep them on the right path. Keep keep them level-headed. Keep us going in the right direction. Get us to play hard, and just you know, get us to do the little things to make our team better. You guys had some success down there at Southeast Louisiana. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of success. Yep. How how was that on the defensive side? And uh, you know, what was the strength of, of that program down there? What what did you bring with you to Richmond? The, the thing I just tried to bring is just the uh, our, our work ethic, which we've already have. We've already, that was already established here, but just an attitude, an edge, a little bit. Play with a little bit of a. Uh, chip on your shoulder, play with like you got something to prove all the time, and then just uh, continually getting better at your craft. Find something new every day. We say, find, we say get better at one thing every day. So if you made the mistake before, don't make the same mistake, move on to another mistakes, and then get better at one thing every day. And that's what we try to do is we try to, try to miniaturize things or minimal, minimalize things in terms of getting them as small as we can 
and making those points better, you know, detail-oriented. Uh, you guys didn't really have any connection with each other, did you, Russ, or, or did you with, with Brandon? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think I'd ever met you, have I? <laughs> no. um, obviously, I knew about Southeast Louisiana and, right. and, and excellent football down there. And, and um, again, I think uh, Wes – Satterfield had worked with him down there. Wes was on the staff at Southeast Louisiana, so knew him and, and had a lot of a lot of great things to say about him. And and uh, when when Kerry left, and we were looking for a defensive line guy, um, again, I think we probably we interviewed maybe three guys for that spot too. And uh, uh, just just loved his energy, knowledge of the game. Um, you know, we we thought he could bring. You know, a lot, of, a lot of input to the defensive side of the ball. So, um, I think he, he was, yeah, I mean, I, can't, I, I think we, we hired you right away pretty quickly after we interviewed him. And uh, so, again, happy to have him. He's doing a great job with those guys. Brandon, how did you handle Saturday as the game was going on? There were some uncharacteristic mistakes from the defense and from some defensive linemen, quite frankly, that we don't normally see from those guys from, as we said, maybe the best position group on the team. How did you try to handle that kind of in real time in the moment? Well, the first thing you got to do is I always try to not install a panic mentality. We always say there's going to be adversity. How do you respond? Something bad's going to happen. Something's not going to go your way. How do you respond? Then there's a second reaction to it is that, okay, if we're not responding to, come on, let's go, then you got to get them fired up. So you see, like, you see basketball coaches do this all the time. They get in their guys and they raise their voice. That's not really to yell at guys. It's to get their endorphins going up and get their energy level going. Give them the, hey, wake up, snap out of it. You know, you can't obviously shake them and go, oh, but you try to, you try to, yay, wake up, get yourself going. Then it's, oh, okay. And you saw that kind of in the third quarter. You know, I, I, I did. I got them all in real quietly kind of, and it was kind of a, wake up. Get going. Then it was like, oh, and then we started playing. You saw we got three, three and outs right in a row. And it wasn't because of the fact that they were doing anything. We were doing stuff ourselves. And we always say that. We never want to beat ourselves as, an, as, as a team. We always want to make the other team prove that they're better than us. And we were doing some uncharacteristic things. And just don't press. Across the board, don't press. Do your job. And we always say this. In, in panic situations of chaos, trust in your training. Mm-hmm. Revert back to your training because your training will get you through any adverse situation, no matter what. And when we finally started to relax and do that and not say, oh, I got to go do this, just do your job. If you do your job, we'll all be fine. In the old days, you could have shaken them. Yeah. <laughs> but, but not, not anymore. You can't, no. can't, can't do that anymore. How about in-game for you, uh, Julius? What did you try to impart upon the running backs? Um, I don't know that they, were, they weren't spectacular. They weren't terrible in that game Saturday. But what were you trying to, to light a spark with? I know Milan had the one fumble, didn't come on a play from scrimmage, came on a kickoff. But, but how do you handle that situation with your running backs like Saturday? Well, with, with the Milan situation, he understands the, the technique that we use as a, as a whole team. Um, and he's supposed to cure the ball first. And, and obviously, going to the ground just fall you know that that net situation's out of hand so but from an offensive standpoint you know uh, as a running backs our, our motto is to be a standard but as a team motto us is to be the standard but from a running back standpoint it's a different a different mindset to be the standard and i think obviously like i said we didn't have any highs or have any lows from a running back standpoint but so we trying to encourage the rest of the guys offensively hey it's just like one play at a time just do your job don't let your guy make the tackle you know just make that easy throw just make the easy runs a quarterback or whatever the case may be um and that's just kind of how we trying to how we try to incorporate um some 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 type of confidence All right, let's take a break. We're right at the bottom of the hour. We'll do that. We'll come back and talk a little bit more. We'll talk running backs with Julius McNair. We'll talk defensive line with Brandon Lacey. We'll talk spider football with head coach Russ Huseman and with you when we come back as Spider Talk continues from Buzz and Ned's on West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Network. Make a big play with huge savings from Food Lion this tailgate season. Score fan favorites for your pregame party like chips and dip, fresh-cut fruits and veggies, ice-cold drinks, and savory snacks. Plus, you'll find all your grilling essentials so you can cheer on your favorite team, all at affordable prices. Our low prices make it easy to put together a game-winning spread for tailgating with friends and family. Food Lion has everything you need to kick off your pregame party. This is our home. That's our Food Lion. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Luck Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling Suburban, Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. 
See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Lux Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. Listen up, Central Virginia. Fly and Brian here with big news. At VA Cars, a dollar down delivers. But what if I don't have any credit? Dollar down. But my credit's not the greatest. Dollar down. But I have a trade I owe. Dollar down. No buts about it. A dollar down delivers during dollar down days at VA Cars. And every car has VA Cars loyalty for life, state inspections for life, and engines guaranteed for life. Get into your new ride for a dollar down at any VA Cars location or online at vacarsforsale.com. With approved credit, CD. For details. Hi, I'm Dale Jones, an agronomist with Virginia Green. That's a soil scientist. I'd like to show you how Virginia Green's local expertise can bring out the green in your lawn. But this is radio, so I can't. Instead, I'll sing you a song. <clears throat> your lawn can be green, greenest green you ever did see. Pretty and lovely and free of weeds, particularly when watered regularly. Stop! Aeration time! Did I mention I'm a soil scientist? See how Virginia Green can bring out the best in your lawn at virginiagreenlawncare.com. Your radio home for Baltimore Orioles baseball all season. This is Brandon Hyde, and you're listening to 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get back to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue for more Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman, live on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. And Cuso, first and goal from the eight, takes the snap, looks, throws, fade in the corner of the end zone for Brown. He tried to make a one-handed catch. He got it around the defender. And then a flag back here late in the backfield afterwards. Touchdown catch by Brown, a great grab. And then a foul coming up afterwards, and I'm not sure what that was, but Richmond makes it 42-19 on the great catch by Brown in the back corner of the end zone. No game this week for the Spiders. This is Richmond's bye week. We're back at it a week from Saturday on the road in the Bronx against Fordham. That's a 1 o'clock game up in New York. We'll be on the air on our Spiders Sports Network at 1230 with our pregame show. The Patriot League Network will have live video streaming of that game. We'll talk more about that on next week's Spider Talk next Thursday here at Buzz and Ned's. Visiting with Julius McNair, our running backs coach, and Brandon Lacey, defensive line coach on today's Spider Talk. Julius, you alluded earlier to the Xavier Goodall injury. Maybe expand upon that a little bit. Just some thoughts that you had. I know you hadn't known him that long, but what you had seen from him, his recovery from the previous knee injury, where he was at, and how you tried to keep that running back's room together in his absence, in his loss. I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you uh, what, what he'd done after fall um, and, and coming into the season, my, my task was to slow him down. And everything that he did was fast. And, um, and obviously we had a multiple conversations about that. But as you saw in the first game, his first play of the game was yep. a, a huge run, a yep. great confidence booster for him. So um, as, as we got on to the next, to next game, through that game, through the next one, um, his confidence was high. He was, he was, in, the, he was in the zone. Um, and, but the thing what we talked about was, was how to take care of the knee, was how to um, take care of your body and how to play. And like I said, he, he was playing super fast to start out fall camp to start whenever he started getting those reps and um, being able to slow him down was good. But um, the room, the, the room was good. Um, everybody accepted their role. They knew what, what, what role they played, um, when they was going to go in the game, what plays they had, kind of the, that situation. Um, but having him in the room now still, he's just a second coach now. Um, he, he's going to embrace that role. Um, he can be a mentor to obviously Savon, who's a young guy, um, hasn't played a lot of co- a lot of football because he had an injury in high school as well. But um, Xavier, Xavier is good. The room is good. Um, everybody's still high praises, so we're, we're, we're in a good spot. All right. You touched on the guy I would like you to speak a little more about because we've certainly mentioned and talked about Aaron Dykes and mm-hmm. mentioned and talked about Mylon Howard. We saw them play their four games last season and still preserve their red shirt year. But Savon Smith mm-hmm. is quite a story. And I know having breakfast with you last week at the Boston College game and you talked about him with Chris Anderson and me, you're really high on him. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Savon Smith, who's actually a walk-on on this yeah. team, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. He's just um, he, he's a kid that, that wants to learn, wants to play football. And uh, obviously he has certain abilities that our guys in the room now don't ha- haven't displayed at this point. But um, him just re- being in that room brings a 
different dynamic. Obviously, a, a game changer is what he is. Because um, obviously, you got Dykes, who's a thicker guy who can kind of pound the rock, pound the rock, but also can break one. Then you bring in Milo, who's a speed guy, get around the edge, little shiftiness here and there, and then you get Savon in the game. Oh, snap, you don't know what's going to happen. He can run downhill. He can break outside. He can give the move one, two, inside or not. And this, he just brings a different dynamic to the game. And he's embraced that. And, um, and obviously, he's got to play a lot more now. And um, he's, he's not a freshman anymore. <laughs> Russ, is that a guy in Savon Smith that you would almost categorize as a diamond in the rough kind of find that, you know, for him to be at Richmond, he was injured in high school. Maybe not a lot of people stayed on him. And, and maybe that will pay off for the Spiders. Well, I mean, obviously we knew him. Th- we knew about him through the recruiting process. Uh, we evaluated him, and, and Coach Brathwaite was recruiting him. I think he's from Northern Virginia, yep. Winchester. Winchester. I, I can't remember yep. Winchester yep. area. And um, you know, it looked like he was going to sign a scholarship on signing date with a Division two school. I can't remember which school it was, but somebody was going to sign him, and uh, he opted not to do it because I think he wanted to come to Richmond, and. Um, and so he made the decision to come here as a walk-on, and uh, we're, we're thrilled to have him. I mean, we thought he was a really good high school football player, but we saw him early in camp, and, I mean, he made some guys miss and, and just put his foot in the ground and looked like a big-time running back. And, and right then and there we said we, we, we got something here, which was pretty cool. Brandon Lacey, what's it like to coach a guy like Maurice Jackson, uh, preseason CAA Defensive Player of the Year? Motor always seems to be running. I'm going to guess he kind of reminds me a little bit of you, quite frankly, from what I've seen from you as a coach and maybe even a younger Brandon Lacey. What's it like to coach him up? Well, the biggest joy in coaching him is that uh, he's eager to he's eager to learn. He's always studying, trying to master his craft, kind of like we talked about. Um, you know, we talk about him bringing the energy. He does that. He tries to do a great, great job in terms of being a leader for our group, but then also taking the values we have in our group and expand it throughout our whole team in terms of, you know, doing the little things, being detailed, um, you know, giving a great effort every day. Those are just kind of things we always talk about. So coaching him is fun. Because of the fact that he's, he's still young at the position. He's only been playing the position for three years. Mm-hmm. So this being his third year, his second full-time year, to be a defensive end. So, you know, a lot of things sometimes are first times for him. And that's the good thing is being a coach is that when you see him get it, you know, and when you see him take that next step, you know, which that's what we've really been harping on him is, okay, let's get better at this, and then we'll take the next step on something else. So he's a joy to coach. You know, it, it makes me my job a lot easier when obviously he plays really well. And, you know, and the great thing about it is that he's also open to critique. He knows that he doesn't do everything right. And that's the good thing is that, you know, if the best player in your room is willing to learn, then the other guys will learn as well. Well, speak to us about one of those other guys in the room. We've talked about how deep – the defensive line position is literally you can go eight deep on that rotation on the two deep along that front line. Give us another name of a guy who's kind of opened your eyes a little bit and Spider fans should keep an eye on who's not named Maurice Jackson. Well, the, the easy one is Colby Ritten because the fact that uh, he's going to show up. So he's shown up more in the stat book probably this year, but he does the little things that you don't see. You know, he may be takes on a double team and lets a backer be free. Or he does his job just right to where the back has to come back to where we're blitzing to. I mean, the guy is literally, he's smart. He can get everybody lined up. He plays hard. You know, if we wanted to, we could play him 70, 80 snaps a game. And the good thing about having all the guys we have in our room is that we're trying to take some of that load off of him. So when we get into weeks 9, 10, 11, and 12, he's still fresh. If you ask him, I think there was an article that he did in the paper two weeks ago. They said, how do you feel? He says, this is the best I've felt in three years because I haven't had to go because I've had these other guys that can help me. So, but he is the glue, I like to say. We got Maurice as the engine, and he's the glue. So we got engine and glue, and they kind of make us all go. Who's the X Factor? Give me another name. Of oh, the that's an easy guy. one. That's, wow. that's, that's, that's Kobe Turner. A, I got to find a harder Kobe question. Turner, Kobe Turner is the X Factor. If you watch, that guy never stops. I don't care if he plays 100 snaps, he plays one. He's going 100 miles an hour. He's going to be disruptive. He's going to play in the backfield. Most guys would say he's a little undersized. He's about 275, but he's really athletic. He actually is smart enough to line up our defensive front in pretty much every defensive call that we have. And he's gotten to the point now where in his film study, he can tell you what plays coming just off of formations. So wow. you'll hear him in practice saying, oh, here comes this, here comes this, here comes this, hey, watch for this. He's almost like a Peyton Manning out there from a D-tackle position, which 
that's when you know you've got growth as a player, when you can know, okay, these are what should be coming to my way. These are the blocks I should be getting. And, oh, yeah, I can alert you to that. So he's an X factor because he's going to make plays. It's not, it's not when is he going to make plays. He's going to make plays, and he's done so uh, with a couple of tackles for loss in the last couple of games. Russ, you buying all this on the defensive lineman that Brandon's analyzing for us? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great group. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is a great group. And, you know, we lost Andrew Clyde, uh, who was a special player. But, uh, you know, Kobe has stepped up. You know, he was our third guy last year. He stepped up. And uh, I'm not going to say he's Andrew Clyde. Andrew Clyde was tremendous. Uh, but, um, you know, between him and Ritten, they're doing a great job. And then, you know, the other guy that doesn't get talked about much and who's been very productive is uh, Gershom Joni. Um, you know, uh, he, he took over for Darius Reynolds, who had a really nice year for us, and Darius had the knee, and, and it's just kind of working his way back. So it, it's a great group. Uh, they, the thing I like about that room is <clears throat> there's never an issue. There's not a social issue. There's not an academic issue. Uh, they, they take their academics serious. They're, they're hard workers. Um, I mean, they're, they're a joy to be around, and, and, and I know Brandon appreciates the group. And, uh, you know, I, I think you know, he's, he, he may have one of the better jobs on, on the staff because he gets to be around those guys. And a great group. How do you teach trying to get more turnovers? Coach brought that up earlier that we're minus in turnovers. Some of that's on the offense, turning the ball over. But the idea to get plus again by stripping the ball and that sort of thing from your defensive line. Yeah, you got to put yourself in position. It's where, where preparation meets opportunity. I mean, by we prepare by doing it. We obviously work turnover circles and stuff like that. Now we got to put ourselves in opportunities to do that, meaning by we got to be in the right position to if a guy's got to attack or he's got the ball carrier wrapped up, next guy come in and strip it out. Kind of like the first game. Think about it that way. You know what happens. Uh, you know, uh, Ritten does his job, boom, pokes the ball out. Maurice is there, scoops it up, touchdown. Now, we don't like the aftermath of getting the penalty afterwards, but it's putting yourself in position. The thing you don't realize is that uh, Ritten made a mistake on the same player earlier in the drive and corrected himself to put himself in position to make that play. So it's that ability of if I put myself in position, I should be able to create the turnover, or we like to call it a takeaway, because they're never going to give it to us. Right. We got to take it away, and that's where it is right now. Is that we we we're, we're slightly out of position here, we're slightly out of position there. If we get in the correct position, now you can get into a takeaway position. So that's where we got to put ourselves in a little bit better position sometimes. When we get a pick six or a scoop and score again, my guess is that type of celebration won't happen. No, they get there one time. They got there one time. (laughs) They got there one time. By the way, there's a really good story that John O'Connor wrote in uh, today's Times-Dispatch or online at richmond.com on Kobe Turner. Uh, You were talking about how great they are academically and socially and all that, and uh, Kobe's an accomplished musician. And John dug into that a little bit and talked about him being a musician, his academics, and his football. So just kind of echo what the guys are saying up here if you get a chance. uh, Read John's story on uh, spider defensive tackle Kobe Turner. All right, a couple of final things for you guys, then we'll let you – have lunch. Uh, we did have a question that came up at the table uh, during the commercial break. One of the folks who's in attendance today asked me, who's the fastest guy on the team? Who's got the best 40-yard dash time? He tried to keep my theme of, of tees going today, T-shirts, tackling, turnovers, third down in time. And my immediate guess, Julius, was Keiston Fuller because I've seen him pick him up and put him down pretty good already this year. But you're going to back one of your running backs in this question, aren't you? That I am. Tell me about it. So uh – a healthy Mylon Howard is probably the fastest guy on the team. Has he and Keiston ever gone? I'm guessing Keiston is probably the other one. I could be wrong. Well, it could be somebody I could else. Say, but. I can agree with that. But, no, they have not lined up. <laughs> I think I think Keiston's afraid, so uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We're going to bring Keiston back because he had some pretty pointed things to say when he was in here already. We'll bring him back and see if we get that working a little bit. Fastest defensive guy? Um, Any idea? I would say it's probably, no, it's probably one of our safeties. And yeah, I'm thinking probably. it would be. No, the guy that runs the fastest, Marcus Vincent. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's track yeah, kid yeah, in high school. Yeah, he was. That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, yeah he, I mean, he, he's probably the, f- the fastest guy we got. Faster than Milan, faster than Keystone nah, on the whole team I or just I don't on know. the defense? I, I, Milan was a, yeah, I think Milan was a 10, 700 meter in high school, something yeah, like that. He, he and, run. you know, that, that, yeah, they can run. When they, start, when they start throwing out those 10 sixes and 10 sevens, they can go. 
All right, maybe we'll see that out on the field here before too long. Some people have stopwatches out there. You still use stopwatches. I don't even know if you've got to ask who's the quickest, not so much who's the fastest on defense. All right, Brandon, who's the quickest on defense? That would be Kobe Turner. That would be Kobe. <laughs> All right, uh, final thought from both of you guys. We talked about the running back's room, and we talked about the defensive line room. You guys are new assistant coaches. There are three or four other new assistant coaches. What's the coaching room like amongst you guys? How much did you guys have to kind of get to go and know one another? You spend so much time together during the day and the evening and Saturdays, obviously. Uh, Brandon, what's the, the kind of chemistry been like amongst just the coaches? I think it's really good because we kind of, as a defense, we keep it kind of as an open forum. What we do is we all take our individual uh, – responsibility has been handed out and then what we do is we come back together and we put it all up on the board and everybody says their part and we collectively come up with a game plan so for instance like I work with coach Wood uh, exclusively with the run stuff okay what can we do and we I'll, I'll be bought back and forth between his office hey did you see this on film okay I did how do we want to how do we want to attack this what's the weakness to this so on and so forth where uh, you know coach West and coach Brathway they might get together with all the coverage stuff while we're watching the run stuff and then all, ultimately we all come together and say okay this is our package like for instance my job is to always look at okay who are the offensive linemen we can attack and who can we go get in protections so, okay, who's the best guy we can get matchups on? What games can we run? What blitzes can we run? And, but it's not just me. It's all of us. This is, okay, this is my input. And everybody said, well, I may have saw this. You know, I'll give you a great example. There was one with um, our uh, Coach Wood found out something with the offensive line that I didn't see. And that's always good. You, I like to say it's better to have, you know, four pairs of eyes or eight all together than it is just to have two and have one mindset on what the way it needs to be. So, I like learning from them, and hopefully I can bring something to the table when I come in the meeting room that gives their position group something, whether it's, hey, this is a run key, this is a pass key, this formation's always a rundown. So that's the little things. Just trying to make everybody in our whole, on our whole defense side of the ball better. But it's great. It's really good open communication. I enjoy it. And the fact is that everybody has a voice in the room, which is really good. Julius, what's the interaction in the offensive coaches' room? Uh, it's, it's a great room. A lot, of, a lot of ideas. Obviously, Coach Satterfield was OC, but there's a lot of ideas that come from each position, uh, run pass, blocking, whatever, trick plays, whatever the case may be. Um, it's open communication, like Coach Lacey said. Um, we, get the, we get the job done when, when it's done. So. Russ, you're the guy who, uh, to use Brandon's phrase there, bebops from room to room and, and, and gets involved kind of overseeing. How about, how about first, how about listening to their answers? Brandon took about 20 minutes on his. He took about 20 seconds. You ever notice that? What's, what's the so point So now you'll get to know these guys. What's the point there? <laughs> Straight to it. How much – did you kind of look at this and say, i got to make sure these personalities mesh, that they're going to spend a lot of time with each other just beyond the X's and O's of football? Well, the bottom line is when you start to hire them, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't just make the decision myself. You know, I, it, it was Coach Durden, it was Coach Ross making a decision on Julius, and it was Coach Brathwaite and, and Coach Woods' input and in, in making a decision. You know, you know if, 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 if it's like, well, I don't know what to do, I, which, which one, then obviously I'll, make, I'll pull the – pull the uh, trigger and, and make the call but you know I think you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hire who they feel good about and and so really you know I'd say coach Dern and coach Ross hired Julius and coach uh, coach B and coach Wood and coach uh, West you know had the big input into hiring Brandon here fellas go enjoy your lunch but please come back and join us again we appreciate it. Great job today. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Julius McNair, Brandon Lacey, our Spider assistant coaches with us on the bye week edition of Spider Talk. Uh, before we say goodbye, we'll take a break and come back in one more segment with Coach Huseman coming up right here on 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN, your home of the Spiders. Buzz and Dan's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Dan's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Neds and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. Welcome to Sherwin-Williams. Hi there. I heard paints are 40% off. Yep, and stains too. R right here. Mm-hmm. Only at your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Right now. Well, September 20th through 23rd. Right on. Right? 
Ask Sherwin-Williams September 20th through 23rd and save 40% on paints and stains with sale prices starting at $23.09. Only at your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Sub-exclusions apply. See store for details. Ah, the bull elk's bugle. One of nature's most wondrous sounds. That is not a bull elk. That's Kim. Her RV sewage tank is spewing all over her camper. Way, way out in the middle of elk country. Yep, there's an elk. And that's Kim. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. No matter what the size of your lawn is or how you like to maintain it, Arthur's Electric Service at 8910 Brook Road in Glen Allen has the Toro Mower to match it. Arthur's knows how to treat you right with a full selection of Toro mowers, knowledgeable personnel, competitive prices, excellent service, and financing available to qualified buyers. Arthur's and Toro, a tradition that has gone on for generations. Drop by Arthur's and see Toro's new mowers firsthand. Call them at 264-2513. That's 264-2513. Or go to arthurselectric.com. Hi, I'm Dale Jones, an agronomist with Virginia Green. That's a soil scientist. I'd like to show you how Virginia Green's local expertise can bring out the green in your lawn. But this is radio, so I can't. Instead, I'll sing you a song. Your lawn can be green, greenest green you ever did see. Pretty and lovely and free of weeds, particularly when watered regularly. Stop! Aeration time! Did I mention I'm a soil scientist? See how Virginia Green can bring out the best in your lawn at virginiagreenlawncare.com. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman. Final segment of Spider Talk for this Thursday afternoon. Really appreciate everybody who's here today. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with our assistant coaches. Be sure to take care of your servers on your way out here this afternoon. And come on back and bring a friend with you, a Spider fan. Uh, Next Thursday we'll be back and we'll have player guests with us next Thursday and preview the Fordham game next week. So final segment of Spider Talk for this Thursday. And it's kind of amazing, Russ. We've gone 50 minutes and we've talked about every position on the team except the one that most people talk about, and that's the quarterback position for the Spiders. Bo English got his first start at quarterback the other night. Uh, what was your evaluation on, on his first-half performance against Elon? I, he did a nice job. I, and, and, you know, I probably overreacted at halftime when I, you know, he asked me how Bo's doing, and I said, well, he got seven points. What do you think? And, <laughs> and probably – not probably. I, Bo – was not the problem. I mean, Bo's a great kid, and, and, I mean, he was seven for seven, and I think he rushed for 40 – now seven for seven for, like, 56 yards throwing. So, But he rushed for 46, and, uh, you know, Bo was playing – we just felt like we needed to – you know, we needed something different to push the ball down the field when we put Joe in there. You know, Joe can, Joe can sling, and he's got an unbelievable arm, and we felt like he could push the ball downfield to get us back quickly. Uh, we knew we had to do some of that stuff, and and obviously, you know, he did it pretty quickly there on the on the yeah. on the one to Keiston. So, um, but uh, Bo, it, it, we got tremendous confidence in Bo, and uh, so uh, you know, we'll see we'll see how things transpire moving forward. Is that the next step though in Bo's progression, and that is to be able to open him up a little bit more, to unleash him a little bit more, to to make a little bit deeper throws to get more yardage? Yeah, I mean, I think our coaches have to just make those decisions for him and and uh 
you know, and just, just, you know, call the verticals. And he threw one today at practice. You know, we ran the, 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 the vertical seams, you know, off the play action where we either hit the running back or, you know, gets a bunch of people down the field. And if they're not there, then he's got to throw the comeback to the other side of the field. And, um, I mean, he's, he zipped one. I mean, an unbelievable throw uh, to the comeback. And he, it was his last play of the series. He's, he's jogging off. I was, I was screaming, Bo, Bo. And he went like this. I said, that's a big-time throw, Bo. <laughs> and uh, he said, thanks. And, but, uh, I mean, it was. And so, you know, you could see things like that. And uh, so we just got to make decisions to coaches to say, all right, let's, let's let him open it up some. All right, speaking of decisions of coaches, they were on the road for a couple of days. You'll start to make decisions. Um, what do you do with that kind of information when in the season they're out on a Monday and Tuesday? Are you already, like, when they get back, meeting with them and starting to game plan on the, on the recruiting side of things, or are you strictly back to X's and O's of spider football and you'll get with them later? Well, I mean, the recruiting part of it, you know, they went out and kind of spent some time at schools where we've got commitments. Uh-huh. You know, or we've offered and we're in on. And then the, the third phase of that is to go out and to, to kind of, you know, maybe turn a few more rocks to find some more people. But, you know, we're, we're, we're really far ahead in the process right now. And it was, it was kind of, you know, just, uh, you know, put your, you know, we're not allowed to speak to them, obviously, but just so they know um, that, that you were there and, and, and Richmond's thinking about them. And then when we come back, we made the decision as coaches that, uh, you know, for Thursday and Friday, it was, it was about, you know, making us, the University of Richmond, better, fixing. And, and we're not doing wholesale change. We're not changing the offense. We're not changing the defense. Uh, you know, we tweak something to make it, you know, make it a little bit better. Things we've seen where they tried to attack us, maybe because of leverage, maybe because of where we, you know, have our coverage set up. And it'll be small things uh, that, that hopefully will, will, will make us better defensively, offensively. We'll get through practice tomorrow morning. And then, and then tomorrow after practice, it'll, it'll be a full go game plan for them and uh, through the weekend and obviously game week. You'll give the guys Saturday off. What will the coaches do on an off Saturday? And uh, how much other football will, will Coach Huseman actually watch on a Saturday afternoon? Well, we'll get in in the morning and uh, you know, kind of see where we are through Friday game plan and wise. Uh, you know, we'll have to start getting practice ready for Sunday. And so, I mean, we'll, we'll be in Saturday. Um, you know, probably mid, you know, maybe mid-afternoon. Let them get home. Uh, and watch some football and then give them Sunday morning off. But we, we're going to make sure that we're buttoned up, you know, as far as a, a great start to game planning and practice ready for Sunday so they can go to church on Sunday morning and, and they don't have to come in on Sunday morning. So, you know, we'll get, we'll get quite, a, quite a bit of work done Friday and then Saturday, you know, for – you know, maybe half the day there and, and then just go relax and watch football. You mentioned that the bye week came at a good time because you do have some things that, that you want to correct. Is there any concern that you'll now go nine straight weeks without a week off the remainder of the season without a bye week? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it, you know, the, you just ne- you never know when the bye week's the best week. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm actually glad we had a bye week and, and uh, I think it turned out to be a good, a, a good thing for us. Um, you know, now six weeks from now, we may be banged up and need yeah. a week. You know, say, man, I wish I had a bye week at this time to get healthy. But, we, you know, Charlie Fessler was banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Coleman's banged. Joe Moore. You know, uh, you know a lot of people. And Sayon Setapani. And so these guys are getting an opportunity to, to kind of get healthy. You know, like I had to kick Charlie out of uh, practice today. Not, 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 not a bad thing, but, right. you know, we're in team and he's out there and, and I'm screaming at Wes Satterfield. Uh, I said, what is Charlie doing? And, and, and Charlie just put himself in. You know, we're trying to get him healthy. And, 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 and so, you know, it was – Charlie doesn't want to miss. And none of those guys want to miss practice. But, you know, you got to get them healthy and you got you got to get them feeling good. I know you had said that if the coaches had to be in the office 24 hours a day, you would do that, but take a little break because we need you guys refreshed for the nine-week nine stretch as well. Yeah, coach. I'm not sure about I, – I, I exaggerate <laughs> yeah, a lot. You think? Uh, yeah. Um, 
24 hours wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't cut it. But uh, I guess the point was that we got to make sure that, that we got these guys prepared as, as best we can and, and not let anything slip through the cracks. So, um, you know, they – no, we won't be at 24. All right. Take a deep breath and let's go get Fordham next week. All right. All right. Again, thanks to uh, Julius McNair, Brandon Lacey, our Spider assistant coaches who were with us today. Coach Usman, thank you as well. Mitchell Bradley on location. Matt Joseph's producing in our studio. Bob Black saying so long. For Spider Talk, thank you all for being here in the restaurant. And those of you tuned in, we will see you back here next Thursday with the next edition of Spider Talk right here on 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN Richmond, and the Spider Sports Network. Huseman, live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Join us for lunch and Spider Talk Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. throughout the college football season. This has been a live presentation from Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties and ESPN Richmond on the Spider Sports Network. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027.